0: Hello and welcome to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis, where, as always, we're here together working hard to improve our financial IQ, our financial literacy, and it's all based off of the realization that you've got to come to that high school and college teach you nothing about how to build wealth. They're just there to teach you how to get a job, and they do a pretty good job of that. The theory, of course, is the higher your education level, the higher your pay. And that does work out most of the time. Um, big job. What we do at Total Wealth Academy is we are a coaching and consulting firm, and we teach people how to do things differently. Where the average American is trying to save their way to retirement, we are doing what the 5% of Americans who retire successfully do. They create a second third or fourth stream of income. We do it by investing actively in single-family houses or passively in apartment complexes, self-storage complexes, senior living, hotels, strip shopping centers, buildings, anything that produces cash flow. And, the you know, when you think about it, the whole reason we exist is because 95% of of Americans fail to retire successfully by age 65. Most don't retire. They just keep working. Many do retire and become burdens on their children or on the government. Or they reduce their quality of lifestyle dramatically just to be able to retire. That's not a successful retirement you should be retiring with the same income that you had when you were working that's a successful retirement and even more successful would be if you retired with more income than when you were working but the poor in the middle class have this theory and it comes true for them because in life you get what you expect and nothing more the poor in the middle class expect to retire with low income. They do. This is why they want to pay off their homes, pay off their cars. Um, they put their money in an IRA or 401k because they think when they retire they're going to have low income. That's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to retire with high income. And the way to do that is to build a second stream of income that is passive, that comes in whether you live 10 years in retirement or 50 years in retirement, it doesn't matter. See, saving your way to retirement puts you in this position. No matter how much money you save, what are you praying the the day that you retire? That you die before you run out of money. That's not a good way to live. When you build a second stream of income, like the students at Total Wealth Academy are doing, you you don't care how long you live. You want to live a long, healthy life because that income comes in. So how do we buy these big apartments? It's pretty simple, really. We're just pooling our money. The members of Total Wealth Academy pool their money and they go buy a 20 million up you know I think we've even bought apartments that were over a hundred million we pool our money and buy these big apartments and live off of the cash flow that they produce an example would be recently we picked up a 20 million dollar apartment complex that was about six million dollars out-of-pocket We had one person, known as the sponsor, that leads the deal. They locate the deal, negotiate the deal, close the deal, sign on the mortgage. They manage the property. And then you have passive investors in the deal, like myself, that do nothing. They just put up the money. And the passive investors get a check every quarter or semi-annually and they do nothing and they use their IRA or 401k or their cash or stocks or whatever it doesn't matter where the assets are you can use your IRA and 401k to invest passively in the deals at Total Wealth Academy without tax or penalty without tax or penalty And it's funny, when you talk about a low financial IQ, you know that less than 10% of the people that I surveyed, and it was over 3,000 people, less than 10% even knew you could use your IRA and 401k to buy real estate. Less than 10%. Do you see why so many people are in trouble financially? They don't even know the basics. They don't know how to read a P&L. They don't know how to read a PPM. They don't know what internal rate of return is it's they don't know what an equity multiplier is the average person's financial IQ is extremely low and the average person is doing nothing about it seventy percent of Americans never read a nonfiction book after high school or college seventy percent so they never learn this stuff what you've got to recognize and then take action on is the fact that high school and college does not teach you how to build wealth you are responsible to learn this material and its in nonfiction books which seventy percent of you are not even reading the solution is simple read you got to go get some books by some millionaires. Start reading. Start attending seminars on wealth building. Start attending week-long boot camps on wealth building. you got to educate yourself or you will never succeed financially. Because the map that you've been given, work for 45 years for a company, retire and live off your savings, doesn't work. It doesn't work. So take charge, and if you would like a reading list, go to TotalWealthAcademy.com, forward slash books, and there's a free reading list there. These are all the books that I read that helped me go from a dead broke, no money, bad credit, 27-year-old, to by 30 being financially independent. The books are there. There's even two free books at that website. That you can download for free. And the first one to read is The Richest Man in Babylon by George Klassen. The Richest Man in Babylon by George Klassen. You can get your free copy by going to TotalWealthAcademy.com forward slash books. We'll be back after the break with more here on the Total Wealth Academy radio show. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to the Total Wealth Academy Radio Show. I am your host, Steve Davis, and we're going to talk about a very dangerous concept that the poor and the middle class incorporate into their lives that contributes to that 95% of Americans failing to retire. And it's really shocking for most people who are poor and middle class because This particular belief has been bored into their head. They believe this, and they're willing to fight for it, even though they have no proof that it's true. None. The belief is diversification. If you talk to any poor and middle-class person, they're going to be able to even share quotes about diversification. They believe in it. They know it works. They know it because, again, it's been bored into their head. But what I'm going to ask you all to do is keep an open mind as I hack away at diversification the first thing I want you to ask yourself is this are you a multimillionaire as a result of diversification if you are not then how do you know it works that would be the only person that knows it works the rest of you it's just a belief somebody else gave you it's not your belief you're not a multimillionaire as a result of diversification so you don't know it works no you were told it works it's a thing called referral past experience referral past experience and If you're not aware of this, depending on the individual, as much as 80% of a person's belief system came from referral past experience, from other people, parents, high school teachers, college professors. That's where they get these ideas. So what I'd like to do is share with you a tool that I use, a mental tool, that I use to check my belief system every single day every single day it's called the belief table and I try to review this with you all at least once a month the belief table is exactly like it sounds it's a table with four legs very simple table just a flat top four straight legs very simple table and what you've got to understand is that the belief is the tabletop and let's take a simple belief that we'll all pretty much agree on the eye of a stove is hot we all believe that underneath the tabletop will be the legs of past experience and those legs hold up the belief, and keep it from falling into disbelief. If I ask you why you believe the eye of a stove is hot, you will give me your past experience. You will tell me, I've, I've seen it turn red, I've seen the flame, I've touched it, I burnt my hand, I've boiled water on it, I've cooked on it. That's your past experience. So that's a very very strong belief. But let's go back in time to when you were 4 or 5 6 months old. Even then you knew the eye of a stove was hot. But it wasn't your past experience. It was someone else's. When you were 4 or 5 months old, You crawled towards the stove, and someone stopped you. They picked you up, they hugged you, they kissed you, they told you how much they loved you, and said, Sweetheart, please don't put your hand up there. It's hot. See, that's a thing called referral past experience. It's not your experience. It's referral. It comes from someone else but you believe them and so you don't put your hand up there and in that case that referral past experience is good it's valuable it could have even saved your life because if you didn't know it was hot you might have reached up there and poured a pot of hot grease on yourself killing yourself referral past experience can be good. The problem is most referral past experience is not good. It's poor and unqualified. Unqualified. Let's look at the belief now. Step back from the table. The four legs are there. The tabletop. Only this time, instead of the belief, the tabletop, being the eye of a stove is hot. It's going to be, I believe in diversification. The tabletop is diversification. But let's look at what holds up that belief. Are the legs your past experience or are they referral past experience? I ask the question again. Are you a multi-millionaire as resu- a result of diversification? If the answer is no, then you don't know that diversification works. Those legs are not your past experience; they're referral past experience. Let me give you an example from when I was 27. I was at a real estate investor club and I was complaining about my financial position to some people and telling them how much I wanted to change my life. And one of the mentors came over, Bruce, and he asks me, well, tell me what you're doing with your money. I looked at him and I said, because remember, I'm broke, bad credit, you name it. I look at him and I go, man, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I am diversified. Well, he proceeded to start laughing. It seemed like a half hour because I was embarrassed, but I mean, it was just a split second. And then he asked me, Steve, who told you you're supposed to be diversified? And what I did was I gave him one of my legs of past experience. My parents. My parents had taught me, don't put all your eggs, can you finish that statement, I guarantee you can, in one basket, don't put all your eggs in one basket, there's the referral past experience that made me believe diversification was important, that it worked. He quickly asked me, Steve, were your parents rich? Were they ever in the financial position that you want to be in? I said, no. And it dawned on me. They weren't qualified to give me that belief. They weren't rich. They'd never used diversification to get rich. How in the world would they know that it worked? They wouldn't. They wouldn't. They gave me bad referral past experience. I went on with Bruce I said Bruce I took college prep economics my high school teachers taught me not to put all my eggs in one basket he responded the same way Steve were your high school teachers rich were they financially independent it dawned on me again bad referral past experience now think deeply about this we're looking at a table the top is diversification the legs are referral past experience he just knocked two legs out from under that belief how well does a two-legged table stand not very well can you see that belief I'm starting to doubt it that it's about to fall into disbelief. But let me take it one step further for you. I didn't say this to Bruce because I was embarrassed. But had I continued, I would have had to tell him that when I was at Texas a and M, I I went to a class wh- where a professor complained about his car note, his house note, his pay, his wife, and then taught 150 kids economics. I became painfully aware at this point that all my beliefs about money, not just diversification, but all my beliefs about money had come from people unqualified to give them to me not malicious, not stupid, they just didn't know. They weren't financially successful, so their ideas were unqualified. When we come back, I'll explain to you why diversification is wrong, is ineffective, and why it's an excuse for not knowing what you're doing. We'll talk more after the break here on the Total Wealth Academy radio show. welcome back to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis, where we're hacking away at diversification, and I'm asking you to think deeply about why you believe in diversification. Is it because you made yourself a multimillionaire as a result of using it? Or is it because you were told it was the right thing? And I just illustrated why in most cases you were told by people unqualified to tell you your parents your teachers your college professors and then some of you will say well my financial planner told me to be diversified well you know why your financial planner wants you diversified because they don't know what they're doing they don't here's proof Listen closely, please. And by the way, financial planners are good people. Um, I'm not putting down financial planners. They just don't know where to put your money, so they keep you diversified. So let me give you an example. Listen closely. You can do this in your head, I promise. They're going to put you in five different products. Five different companies, right? They're gonna diversify your portfolio portfolio. The first one makes you twenty percent. The second one makes you ten percent. The third one breaks even, doesn't make you any money at all. The fourth one loses you ten percent, and the fifth one loses you twenty percent. What's the average? About nothing. About zero. And isn't that what you're getting? right around two three percent maybe seven percent nothing here's the question you wanna ask why didn't your financial planner put all your money in the one that made twenty percent what's the answer because he or she didn't know diversification is an excuse for not knowing what you're doing That's why they keep you diversified, because they don't know which ones are going to perform and which ones are not. And they think by keeping it diversified, it's going to save you, but it doesn't work. Let's go back to the belief table. We now have a table with no legs, right? We knocked all the legs out from under it because it was all bad referral past experience. What you want to do, once you realize you have a belief that comes from unqualified sources, is you want to go out and get qualified sources. So what I did, and I was reading a lot at the time, so I didn't have to look far. I just had to remember what Sam Walton of Walmart fame, said what Warren Buffett, Peter Lynch, and Andrew Carnegie said. Sam Walton, Warren Buffett, and Peter Lynch call it de-worsification. De-worsification. They don't like it. And then, I'm going to ask all of you this question. Do you know what Andrew Carnegie, a billionaire, said about diversification 140 years ago? He told Americans this 140 years ago, but I bet you don't know it. He said, put all your eggs in one basket and spend your entire life making sure nobody kicks over your basket. Now, isn't it funny? Almost none of you knew the billionaire belief, but every single one of you knew the poor and middle-class belief, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Every one of you knew that, but almost none of you knew the billionaire belief. With poor and middle-class beliefs, what type of results are you gonna get from your life poor and middle class and let me hack away at financial planners a little bit more remember I am not putting these people down as individuals I have a lot of friends who are financial planners there's quite a few members of Total Wealth Academy that are financial planners they're all good people Well, most of them, I'm I'm sure there's some bad ones, but you, you get my point. But what I want you to understand is that the average financial planner in the United States makes 100 grand a year. So those of you that hired a financial planner, here's what you did. Listen closely. You went to that financial planner and said, hey, I know you don't make a lot of money. I know you're not rich I know you're not retired but can you teach me how to get rich and retire can they help you they cannot they've never done it they're going off referral past experience themselves they can't help you you've got to educate yourself Take responsibility. Stop copping out and hiring somebody with a title, which is what you did. You said, well, I don't want to go learn this stuff. I'll just hire somebody with a title. Titles don't mean anything. It's deeds and deeds alone that matters. You got to get around millionaires you got to get around people who are successful financially if you're going to be successful financially and you can't hang out with your friends every one of you does this you go hang out over beers with your friends and talk about money what are you doing you're with a bunch of people in the same financial position that you're in talking about money That's ludicrous you can't help each other you're struggling it's like five, it's like a group of five guys that have all been divorced five times talking about women they're never going to figure it out not going to happen now that i've given you the solution which is get around successful people Read books by successful people. Listen to books by successful people. Attend seminars by successful people. Get out there and surround yourself with successful people. I'm going to tell you why that's so hard. It's freaking hard. And the reason it's hard is because in our society, successful people don't talk very much. They don't. And the reason is, they are treated poorly if they do. If a successful person goes out and starts telling people stories of their successes, what does that appear to be? Bragging. It makes them look arrogant. So, the successful people... As a rule, don't talk much. Now, there's some arrogant you know, people out there that do, but you can't learn anything from them because they're just telling arrogant stories. But the majority of successful people, they're pretty quiet because they don't want to come across as bragging. And they don't want people to not like them, think they're arrogant. They don't. But guess what? Losers talk all the time. All the time. In fact, people love to hear loser stories. They love it. Because it makes them feel like, ooh, I'm not doing well either. It's not my fault. Because what do losers always tell you? That it's not their fault. Losers will tell you, oh, I lost this, I lost that, I failed at that. And then they'll tell you, that it was the fault of somebody else when in reality it was their fault. But they'll tell you, oh, it was the government. We had the wrong president, Congress, my job, my boss, the company. They're going to blame it. One of them or multiple. Losers talk all the time. And the problem is, you're picking up referral past experience from who? losers because they're the only ones that talk our society is a little messed up in that respect where successful people get treated like arrogant bastards if they talk and losers get to talk all they want all right we'll talk more after the break here on the total wealth academy radio show thanks for listening Welcome back to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis, and we've just spent the first three segments of the show kind of beating up diversification financially, diversification financially. But I want you to think about Andrew Carnegie's point deeply. Did he say, put your egg in one basket? Nope. He said eggs, plural, meaning multiple income streams. See, the diversification should be inside the basket, not carrying six different baskets. It's one basket, and put your eggs, plural, income streams, plural, in that basket. Look at successful people. Are they focused or are they diversified? One of the ones that people... Well, let's look at Elon Musk. People will say, oh, he's diversified. He's got rocket systems. He's got electric cars. He's diversified. No. Those are two eggs, but they're both what? Transportation. His focus is is transportation. Two eggs, one basket. I'll explain what the basket is in a minute. Other people will argue, wait a minute, Steve, look at Fertitta. He's diversified. He's got casinos, he's got theme parks, he's got restaurants. What? Again, nope. Everything that Fertitta does is entertainment. Entertainment is the basket. The eggs are restaurants, theme parks, and casinos. But it's all entertainment. Multiple streams of income, multiple eggs, but they're all in one basket. Think about it deeply. When you think about a successful person, do you say they're a great this and that? No. It's always just this. Michael Jordan. Great basketball player, Arnold Schwarzenegger, great actor. Well, don't curse me on that one. (laughs) An effective actor, let's put it that way. Um, And he had four stages of his life, really, bodybuilder, actor, politician. But when he was in those arenas, he was focused. If you want to think about the basket, the basket is your brain. When you diversify your brain, you become good at many things and great at none. Guess what you have to be to be successful? Great at something. You have to be great. You can't be good at six different things and succeed you've got to be great at one thing now some of you are going to say but Steve you say to have two streams of income I do so my real sales pitch is this your career is one thing your real estate or your second stream of income is the second thing and don't add anything else to your life you will never master more than two things keep it simple give yourself permission to succeed by being great at your career and great at your investments and don't try to be all things to all people I see people all the time. They've got they're doing a little bit of real estate, they're doing a little bit of stocks, a little bit of crypto, uh, and, and they they've opened a little restaurant. <laughs> they they're all over the place without focus. It doesn't work. Again, you'll be good at four or five six things and great at nothing. You've got to be great at something. Again, look at Michael Jordan. Now, in this stage of his life, he's an incredible marketer. Did you know his tennis shoes are still some of the top-selling tennis shoes in the world? And he hadn't even played ball in, what, 15 years? Maybe even longer. He's his, But he's focused on those, what is that called? Endorsements. He focuses on endorsements now. And then, his fourth stage will be charity, guaranteed, because he's a great guy. Just like Arnold, that's his fourth stage. It was bodybuilding, acting, politician, and now he's giving away all his money. Philanthropy. Four stages of life. And the, the wonderful thing about Arnold is he's great at all of those. But you'll notice he focuses different parts of his life. He didn't try to do it all, all four at once. And that's what you need to do. Please. Undiversify. Get focused. Master something. Become great. You've got the potential. But because you're in four different arenas, you can't get great. And again, I believe in two streams of income minimum. Career and your second stream of income, and since 90% of the millionaires in the world used real estate to build their second stream of income, I would argue it's the easiest, most effective way to do it. Okay. We just got a question. No, it's a comment. I'm going to leave it anonymous. This is actually, he think anonymous, I actually agree with your point. I know you thought I was going to be irritated with you. I am not. You are accurate. Diversification works once you're up over 20 million. (laughs) But sadly, very few people listening to this radio show are going to get up over 20 million. What he's referring to is some of these multimillionaires, 100 million, 200 million, will argue that they like to diversify once they get past a certain point. And the lowest number I've ever heard is 20 million. Then you can use diversification. And the highest, I think, was, I want to say it was Buffett, but I don't quote me on that. He said don't diversify until you got over 100 million. Stay focused. So, yeah, this is a good comment. Thank you for emailing me, anonymous. Very good point. And there are books out there that explain that you're not supposed to be diversified till you're past twenty million. And some people say you shouldn't diversify till you're past a hundred million. Okay. Next email is from Alan. Alan has lost. Not bad, Alan. I know you you don't like it, but 10% loss in the stock market last year is not as bad as I've heard. I think the worst I've heard was 32%. Um, You don't see it coming back anytime soon. What kind of rates of return can I expect in real estate? Well, commercial real estate has outperformed the S&P 500 for the last 25 years. And it will continue to do so. But the deals that we're doing at Total Wealth Academy, our internal rates of return are between 20 and 26%. And only about 3% of the deals fail. This is no exaggeration. Uh, 97% of the deals are successful. And 20 to 26% internal rate of return is very, very common. So we're three to seven times, is that right? Three to five times the rate of return you've been used to getting as a speculator in the stock market. Um, To find out more, okay, to find out more, go to TotalWealthAcademy.com and click on our free sample class there. TotalWealthAcademy.com, click on the free sample class there okay this next one is from Isabel and she wants to know how to get the free reading list Isabel go to TotalWealthAcademy.com forward slash books Total forward slash books there's even two books you can download for free in PDF format please the first book to read is The Richest Man in Babylon by George Klassen. Richest Man in Babylon by George Klassen. And there's a free copy at TotalWealthAcademy.com forward slash books. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a great rest of your day. Bye.